Hello guys and welcome to episode 8 of Kenya's Market Map. This is where we discuss business and finance happenings in Kenya and in Africa at large. And today um we've seen actually this week a lot has happened. Um at the NSE things have been quite quiet, you know, and the likes. So firstly, if you're listening to us on YouTube, please subscribe and uh share. Uh, you can also follow us on Kenya's Market Map. Uh, on LinkedIn uh, on Twitter at marketmap_ke and on our website kenyasmarketmap.com also you can find our podcast on Spotify Google Podcast Anchor and all the other places i'm your host for today i'm your captain for today on this flight uh, with me i'm Kigen Kiplimo and with me my my flight first my assistant. my first assistant yes. is Easter. first officer first, first officer, officer. Easter. Uh, Easter and is then winning. we have ulem to akupima temperature for those people who are entering <laughs> into the plane done ah uh, daniel kalia <laughs> so gents so this week we'll be talking about the EABL corporate paper we'll be talking about absa and the single obligor uh, you know quagmire that that has occurred also we've seen um MTN their plans to list uh, on the Uganda Securities Exchange uh we've also seen uh, reports about the diversion of uh, around 18 billion that was meant for fuel subsidy which which um came to a close in September uh this money was diverted by treasury to other things we'll be talking much about that surprise surprise <laughs> not at all we've also, sarcastic we've also seen Cyton um <laughs> some of, two of their products are actually under demonstration uh, surprise surprise <laughs> Is no, that's actually a surprise. I knew he started to say something that's but actually a surprise. We'll get <laughs> we'll, there. We'll we'll get there. We'll get um there. we've also seen parliament it has approved um the KQ deal to access more of the US market. You know, there's a whole conversations about what we call buses, you know, the bilateral air service agreements. We'll be talking about that too. And today we've introduced a new segment that we'll be having every other week. Ma coffee. Oh, ma coffee should do. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's called stock of the week. We'll be picking one stock and you know discussing about how it's been performing, you know to inform you more and more about the Nairobi Securities Exchange. So today we want to do things a bit different, okay? We want to start with highlights. We normally if you li- listened to our previous episodes, we've been talking about we've been having our highlights towards the end of the show. Today we've bring it at the start. So yeah. I'm going to go around um and thank you so much guys for supporting us if this is your first time listening to us this is episode 8 we have uh seven other episodes we also have a special edition on the Kenya economic survey of 2021 check that out so guys let me start with you Easter what what's been the highlight of your week um well my week has been fairly okay um my highlight has been what's going on with between Kenya and the diplomatic um fiasco going on between Kenya and Somalia with the International Court of Justice. Yeah. If you've been following, we're having sort of a legal battle with Somalia. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is they 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 there's a bound there's an issue though about yeah, the yeah. dispute at the boundary yeah. in, in Lamu. Yeah, and yeah. it's a very big piece of water water what do you call it um yeah water, it's water. it's it's a massive size and more mm. importantly you know it's it's rich in natural gases yeah, and also yeah. uh it's Not just that but the port as well yeah and the, the fish yeah and the fish and and, yeah, and there's a lot of fish in, yeah, in that so area 
my highlight really was the economic implications that that would come with because mm-hmm. if you know the Kenyan coast yeah accounts for 80% of the trade that occurs within the East African community uh-huh. so you can imagine what would happen in as much as i should have had a visual here a visual um help uh-huh. some visual help here a map to show how those how the boundary is being disputed yeah. but that given it would create a very big difference in terms of um trade that that happens through the the Mombasa border and a lot of things and so the problem is yeah okay the the, the technicality here is um the Kenya has dis- had has gone to the ICJ yeah. International Court of Justice and they are like you know what we are not going to recognize the ruling whichever ruling yeah. you come that's supposed to come i think next come week up with, yeah next week yeah. so i'm waiting i'm waiting to see how that will go how that will turn out yeah, yeah. i mean our, our relations with somalia our diplomatic relations it's mm. been like a roller coaster you know yeah, things are yeah. good then things are terribly bad yeah. but as you just said you know the kenyan coast is really really important exactly. and particularly exactly. mombasa yeah. you know countries such as drc rwanda uganda mm, south sudan yeah. yeah are actually dependent on the port yeah. kalia what's been your highlight for this week <coughs> Uh, first of all this week has gone very very fast but mm. my highlight of the week is nothing to do with financial markets mm-hmm. nothing to do with yeah it's the english premier league has seen oh no new owners with deep 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 pockets pockets that are deeper than sheikh mansur of manchester city yeah oh. sheikh mansur as uh, money is a pennies <laughs> petty cash to the saudis to the saudis um yeah so it looks like um the the deal um that has been they, they tried it before yeah before covid but it fell through because um at the time the main issue was piracy yeah. in saudi arabia so the premier league felt that saudi arabia has allowed a lot of piracy to go on in saudi arabia basically mm. people are not paying to watch the games yeah and so they were hesitant to give an approval and then it's like they pulled their offer back then then they came back so what they've done is actually they now removed their what's it called their their ban they had banned bean sports yeah. which is the channel that has been given uh, the distribution rights yeah. for middle east okay. <laughs> but because bean sports it's qatar based uh and there have been diplomatic issues between, yeah, between Qatar, Qatar and, and Saudi, Saudi Arabia yeah. they had banned bean sports from airing in Saudi Arabia yeah. so now that ban has been lifted so the premier league can be legally a- uh, aired in Saudi. in Saudi Arabia and so so some of our viewers are wondering um so the saudis like what club have they bought you know give them oh yes the they've bought newcastle united so looks like newcastle is the new man city so we are expecting unveiling of Kylian Mbappe Uh, next season uh, no i'm just speculating but <laughs> it's 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 not going to be that fast um i think it's going to take some time you know man city also took some time it wasn't <laughs> no but by the time the transfer period is here it will be like deal will be closed by then by the time january <laughs> comes in like everything will be they'll sign some good players huh? definitely mm-hmm. if that's what because man city's um signing at the time was robinho mm. uh, who thought he was going to chelsea until the plane was just diverted yeah it's not london yeah. it's manchester yeah <laughs> so that's my my highlight of the week 
uh, yeah, so I think interesting times in the in the Premier League to come. There have been a lot of issues, of course, with Saudi's democracy and human rights mm. and LGBTQ. Yeah. Uh, so basically, human rights issues and many activists are like, yo, uh, should that deal be ratified? But yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. So for me, my highlight. Um, I mean, my highlight was during. Was it in Wednesday or Monday or Tuesday when we had Facebook, Twitter, mm. so, sorry, Facebook, mm. WhatsApp, and, um, and Instagram? Did us bad. There was a blackout on that, and everybody, you know, went to Twitter yeah. and, and Signal and all the other places. How many times did you restart your? Honestly, I <laughs> didn't, because because for me, I'm, I'm a router. big fan of Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You know, ghost accounts and all, but. So I went so I went to Twitter and so you know there's a blackout that's the yeah. first place yeah. so I I already knew you know so this is happening but for me it just demonstrated how how much we rely on our phones you know and how mm. much there are some people who are in control of a lot mm. who have a lot of power mm. you know power where businesses depend on people mm. depend on them socially to yeah. to connect with other people and the likes because many people actually when that blackout just emerged yeah. they went to sleep it's like they were like, like there's no there's there's no, no other way of interacting yeah, okay yeah. so for me it was it was just that awakening to wow zuckerberg really controls has a lot of power in this world that was forced social media detox <laughs> but then there's been a lot of issues um actually there was a i happened to catch a bit of the um, a bit of the whistleblower uh you know uh presenting her case to a senate committee in the US yeah. mm-hmm. and you know there were a lot of issues you know um, things that when facebook changed its algorithm into 2018 so the algorithm right now runs on engagement so the more people interact with your content yeah. mm-hmm. the more it's shown to other people yeah. but yeah. then facebook has it not always been like that they changed it in 2018 it wasn't like that okay. so the thing has been there were internal researches that were done by facebook and facebook that facebook saw from the researches that there are some things they are doing wrong but they didn't yeah. change mm. so uh, there was one that you know from i think facebook said that they are contributing to hate on social media one to three percent mm. i think 3.5 percent mm. okay but they didn't go to do anything this is because some of the content that people interact a lot with <coughs> excuse me are content that negative content. a negative content you yeah. know stuff mm. that that you know leads to wars and everything a lot yeah. of hate yeah. you know racism and the likes yeah. but then facebook didn't shut those things down mm. okay mm. so there's, there's that whole quagmire you know we probably can do a special edition on that so to kick us off today um EABL this week um they issued a corporate paper yeah. um a 5 year bond at uh, 12.25% mm. they are looking to get um 11 billion right so this is actually uh, I, i need to state that this is after i think around 5 or 6 months retiring their initial um bond that they had yeah. and it was at around 14% close to 15% which was huge yeah. so the yeah. cfo saying that you know um they were paying a lot for that and it wouldn't it did not make sense you know to the shareholders and to the yeah. business yeah. so that's one of the reasons why they retired it early yeah. so so for, the, for this for this for this my question is Um actually if you look at the reasons why they're saying that they need to borrow is to is for for them to restructure some of their loans yeah. for them to to repay some yeah. of the loans. Yeah. Why why does EBL need to do this? Because it's too expensive. 
It's very expensive. Mm. Are, no, you, are no, you worried as as an investor? Should you should you be worried? I um well, this is not a one plus one giving you two sort of arithmetic mm-hmm. because um what's the corporate? What's the rate for this corporate paper that has been issued? This corporate twelve point two five. Twelve point two five. Yeah. What is the loan that they're going to refinance? What's the rate of that? Uh, capital. It's it's less than that. Yeah, right? it looks it's about eight percent. I think that what they're going for is not just the cost of capital. They're going for the what do you call it? Concessionality. That is the length of duration of repayment for this loan. It's yeah. better compared to what the the uh, the bank absa wants from them. You understand? Yeah. And then the other reason they were going for this this loan is to improve their working capital. Yeah. If you look at the 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 working capital that yeah. is the current liabilities deducted from the current assets yeah. they're in a negative position to mean that the current liabilities are more than their current assets mm-hmm. so that poses a very huge liquidity risk yeah i mean and I'm, if you I'm look at their current that, liabilities i'm shocked i mean is if you look at their, that and i'm shocked if you look yeah. at their current liabilities the chunk of it is well the normal um trade payables mm-hmm. but then the next after that the ne- the hu- the next if you rank them uh, according to the size yeah. by uh, by size or figures the next is borrowings which stands at is it 9 point something it's it's so cuz i saw we're really saw, not sure about their liquidity position i saw thing. that um one of the in an interview um the cfo was saying that one of the issues is that their debt that they currently have is very short term yeah. and they yeah. want to extend the term of that yeah. and you know for me i can understand because i can see why they in that position because if you look at eabl in the recent past they've yeah. done some uh, some capacity expansions in uh, kenya yeah. you know in uganda they actually yeah. bought serengeti breweries limited in Uga- tanzania, tanzania i think it was around mm-hmm. six billion yeah so I, i i see why they need to do this and then and there was a kisumu plant was it Yeah, yeah. Th- I think th- there's an expansion there mm-hmm. and they also we also saw that they have plans to go green you know to so I mean I I I would understand why they would want to restructure to a longer one but for me Kalia my but this is not really long it's medium because it's, it's a five yeah, year it's medium okay. it's five uh-huh. but it's longer than the kind of two years they've been having which yeah. as an investor should be a concerning point because you're like um Why did you take this short term loan if you know that it was going to run into problem were you desperate at that time you're taking it you get it's yeah. like that now when it, it matures mm-hmm. now you're starting to look of ways of restructuring and you go for more expensive debt in as much as it is longer term it's more expensive yeah, yeah. so as an investor you know the rispo genga is very yeah she knows her stuff yeah she's a good brain mm-hmm. so i don't i don't know what's going on there okay Kalia, would you well, like let me ask you, Kalia, do you think us. EABL is going to retire this corporate paper earlier just like they did the, for, for the, the previous, previous one, one. Yeah. you know because 12.5% 12.5% for me is still high for a corporate mm-hmm. yeah it's it's high and i think i don't know okay it's a small sample size but it's like i'm getting the feeling that when a company retires its bond mm-hmm. earlier than expected mm-hmm. they have plans of going back to the market Yeah. Cuz the ABL did that uh was it six months ago? Yes, Not long ago they retired. Yeah. And yeah. Now then they're now they're in the market. Mm. If you remember last year Centum retired their bond at group level. Yeah. And then a couple of months later Centum real estate was back in the market yeah. for their own bond. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, as I've said it's a small sample size, mm-hmm. but it looks like it's the trend. It's indicative like if they retire early it's yeah. like they want to give investors confidence that you see 
the liquidity it's not an issue because people and people have that. people still have jitters about corporate papers yeah yeah but yeah, you yeah. see people learn people see trends and they learn ah. because if you if you if you look at that um clearly it's orchestrated it's not organic organic per se because mm-hmm. if you're repaying this corporate bonds mm-hmm. using your profits it would make sense that actually you're capable of paying this money but yeah. if you're using debt you use you literally borrowing from peter to people yeah see that's what it's called restructuring that, yeah debt restructuring i mean for me would I, you keep on restructuring every single time <laughs> yeah, is it sustainable yeah it is sustainable Come on, my, my biggest my biggest my biggest because, concern because especially uh-huh. for business like ABL yeah. which is there are monopoly it's a, yeah uh, but it's heavy cash uh it's a heavy cash flow business yeah, like yeah. they're always so as long as they're able to generate sufficient cash flows mm. to service their debt mm. then and okay. to, to service their obligations they're okay and in based on how big they are um yeah they should be Well, EBL I agree with you is uh-huh. a cash generating a business. It's, yeah. ca- it's cash rich. If we look at the balance sheet, mm-hmm. it has a lot of cash yeah. on their balance sheet. But then what poses the problem with the what do you, what do you call it the liquidity? Tell you what is that. My biggest concern is actually how they used the money, where the money went for mm-hmm. this debt. Mm-hmm. And for me I I see no problem. And this is why. I see no problem because even if don't worry about the re- the restructuring they're mm-hmm. still going to pay because okay. if you see where they've put the money you know money is going to come back okay. they bought serengeti yeah. in tanzania yeah. mm-hmm. money is going to come from that yeah. so at the end of the day they're going to repay but of course the finance cost is is usually a very big thing we talked about that in in longhorn yeah. that's also another uh, reason they why watch. they pay by the to save on finance costs they, or yeah. they, why they pay early why is it that you do not pay when you retire it early is it that for those six months that you should have held or investors would have held to the paper are they losing out on that interest because mm. i think because oh. if i'm not wrong i think for centum when they paid yeah. they paid including the interest so basically they didn't save on on interest on interest because as an investor i paid i gave you money for five years yeah. why are you telling me that you're going to pay me i'm not me it's okay hold on to the money for the other six months uh, give me my money uh, in full uh. So but I saw the implication uh-huh. of EABL re, um retiring its debt earlier than the schedule time. Yeah. Was that it saved on entry on finance costs. So again, Kalia, that's yeah, something yeah. I really Actually, need I to, go to think say that, about. Because deductively, what yeah. we heard from the CFO yeah. is that they retired it earlier because it didn't make financial sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it was very high. So that means they saved on Why it. were they realizing that that late? <laughs> me i don't know unless I'll, i'll will have to ask i don't know whether there's anyone who was a bond holder uh but yeah because for me i don't think they lost out on their interest mm. so i i'm not con- i don't think that particularly saved on on their interest but yeah this is a follow up we can maybe clarify can, on yeah. our social media in the course of the week yeah sure i mean and it would be great to have um rispa here you know to have a conversation a detailed conversation about this yes and uh, the outlook how it looks like um but you know at the end of the day yebiel is powered by diageo mm. they all powerful diageo so okay but you see um if you mention diageo you have to you can't just throw in the name there you know because some of these loans they are um from absa yeah most of it is most from absa yeah and they are unsecured it's just pesakiasi sana that was that diageo yeah, they, they gave a comfort a comfort letter, letter. Comfort letter yeah. yeah yeah so you can just throw in at it because they're backed by diageo that they are good <laughs> understand yeah understand. no but it gives 
comfort. Yeah, <laughs> unless <laughs> unless, comfort unless the parent said. company gives comfort letter and so far we've only seen that happen for a very small proportion of this. Yeah, because loan. because EBL as a business is 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 good. Although you do raise a good point in terms of um the they're independent uh, they're independent yeah. they're, they're independent they're despite the being a uh, parent and a subsidiary mm-hmm. operationally operation wise they are independent yeah yeah another thing there are some good news is what is currently happening the issuance of corporate bonds um, yeah. centrum real estate centrum mm-hmm. itself um now EABL and previously again EABL before it issued this cap- yeah, and also so family bank family bank successfully yeah. doing that yeah econ also being in the market exactly mm-hmm. with its rates mm-hmm. um it gives us it shows that that the NSE our boss is really uh, maturing it's becoming it's it's improving yeah I mean because if such uh-huh. such counters can perform this well because yeah. before we coming we come from very old days very dark days when kinahu chest bank chest bank nakumat oh. you know it, it was a, it was a terrible moment yeah But so I, now seeing this uh-huh. happening and yeah. this and they're not just paying they're paying before time ahead of time it it gives investors yeah, confidence there's this confidence in that market and i'm sure jeff odundo is happy on that Very but for me so. my my when it comes to bonds i think my metric is secondary trading is yeah. it is yeah. it even active in in in, in the bonds in kenya i think it's Yeah, yeah it, it is. If anything it's non-existent. Really? Yeah. Come on, Kegan. Secondary secondary trading is not very active and for me I think it's very active especially for government bonds. Yeah, I'm saying about corporate paper. For now. corporate paper. Yeah. Um yeah. Probably. But you see the fact that they're repaying this on ahead of time it's shows an improvement, that yeah, yeah. we've come from somewhere but I'm, I'm just saying no, but it also disqualifies it also reduces this, the need for corporate trading for for secondary trading for corporate papers but but when there is cop- when there is a lot of secondary trading you know yeah. that's how you know that you know your market is really developed you know there's there's a lot of things happening there's a lot of movement if there's no movement then there's there's nothing going on yeah and ista has mentioned about absa mm-hmm. and uh now this week now when the when the corporate paper uh, ebl issued a corporate paper yeah. now the conversation about how about the lending Yeah. by Absa Kenya yeah. Yeah. to EABL and yeah. we saw that um EAB, that they had lent 18 billion right mm-hmm. and this they they violated the single obligor um principle where they are not supposed to lend more than 25% Percent. of their co-capital yeah. yeah and by them lending 18 billion they had 18.8 lent yeah 18.8 they had lent um that is 46 pa- 40% 40.6 40.6% yeah of their core capital mm-hmm. so they were in breach of this um CBK requirement mm-hmm. so when this came out there was a storm about that and then absa issued a statement yeah you guys saw that statement right mm-hmm. and they said that for us we only lent these guys was it yeah 10.8 billion which is below the threshold yeah which is below the threshold mm. the rest they got them from absa group yeah in south africa yeah. the parent and other affiliates where absa kenya only acted as a intermediary as an agent sort of. okay. yeah. yeah so w- what do you guys think about that for me i think i i actually I, i i remember i was texting you guys and telling you guys i'm just looking at absa shares on nse you know mm-hmm. to see what's if the effect home, you know yeah. i think if we were in a, if we were sort of in the us there would have been a big impact before they released the state the official statement um probably i don't know i, I don't know whether it's a spelling or just like 
<laughs> a lack of because I'm looking here at at EBL borrowings. Yeah. It's like yeah, they okay, there's a long-term loan from Stanbic 3.5b at mm. 8.9%. Then there's another one from Standard Chartered 7.6b mm-hmm. uh which matures in December 2026. Okay, and then here there's a medium a medium. There's a medium term loan uh from from Absa Bank Kenya. Yeah of 3 3 billion mm-hmm. 3 billion at 7.8 this is the one that had a letter of comfort uh, uh, yeah, from yeah. from DRG yeah uh, 7.8 b this matures in december 2026 mm. uh then there's uh there's another medium term loan of 4.8 b uh again from Absa Bank Kenya and then in brackets formerly Barclays Bank of Kenya uh at so was it issued during the transition period Why um, they have to put it in brackets the backlist thing no just i think for clarification on who absa are that they rebranded from backlist okay. okay. to mm-hmm. anyway uh again 4.8b this one is repayable in 12 quarterly instead installments of 100 million beginning july 2022 so they haven't started repaying that one what's the rate for that 8% percent. it's unsecured mm-hmm. uh, and then there's a there's a big one which i think the loan is basically going to the bond is going to repay uh, uh there is a medium term loan 11. again from Absa Bank Kenya yeah. of 11 billion yeah. uh at an interest of 10.3% mm. uh which matures in July 2022 mm. so i think this is the one that is being yeah because it's 11b 11b yeah just uh although this is going to be at a higher rate yeah but then you see it it it, it it expires in it July matures 22. in July 2022 yeah. the yeah. one they just took expires mm. after matures after 5 years, years yeah, yeah. yeah so it's mm. the time they're going in for yeah so because they are coming because this one basically in July 2022 yeah. you need to pay it off so yeah. you need to have the lump sum uh, mm. ready uh, so the key the th- issue is that it's written clearly in the wait, reports that wait, wait, wait. why the why is it like 11 11 have they not been paying the other one like to reduce it um so i it depends on the actually i'm not sure i don't know whether they were just paying because i Interest? don't know i don't think it was it can't have been uh like a bond uh, it's not that they were just paying interest and then it's a bullet payment at the end uh, um because yeah, it's a normal loan you have to there's if for every payment there's a component, yeah, there's of, a component principal of principal and, and interest, interest yeah, yeah. So that's so then how is it that they're borrowing 11 billion exactly 11 billion so that means it's going to like all this like borrowing that they that they have indicated here like it's going to pay off i think portions of uh, so of let's it. say it's it's a coincidence that the figure is telling yeah let's let's, let's <laughs> i think yeah when we have the cfo uh, uh, I, i think they're just <laughs> ebl is just buying time you know that, that that's the bottom line they want to 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 buy time with the with the five year corporate paper uh, and Time for what? To buy time for repayment. Oh okay. Yeah. And do you think that so in this in this report EBL should have stated that some of the loans there is from Absa group. Is it the obligation to do that? Yeah, it's just uh, Because Absa Kenya has just acted as an agent. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to say it because in this case the way they they've, they've stated it that is what is causing people to be like you've breached Uh, the CBK code yeah. yeah had it been absa i say absa wherever wherever then that issue would not have been flagged yeah and the other thing i think part of the speculations are that it could be 
ABL may be going to the market because also um Absa are like yo as guys we've given you a lot of cash uh probably go, exposing ourselves too much yeah probably go look for other, yeah, yeah either that is one option yeah. uh number two, the other option is um also ABL could be raising this bond mm-hmm. at 12.5 which at the moment is higher than 10. Point, majority of their of, the, of their current loans yeah. are less than 12. Yeah. Uh most of them seem to be ranging between 8, 8 and 10. 10 yeah. Does yeah. it speak to desperation? No, no, no. Not, it, at all. not, not necessarily. Uh I think also it could be an anticipation of a higher rate regime in the next coming years because uh-huh. we're seeing how inflation is going. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before in as much as Kigen has been saying that the CBK may not necessarily have a lot of power yeah. uh, to deal with <laughs> cost push hey cost push hey, what is cost happening push inflation. <laughs> yeah <laughs> cost push inflation yeah. um i think it's just a matter of time before they actually do raise the the, the base rate uh the lending rate at 7% yeah. but if the banks have not sat if the lenders have not gone to a table mm-hmm. and be and had the conversation about um changing the rates of in, of of interest in the face of the inflation that you're currently anticipating mm-hmm. or even experiencing because we talked about this the other mm-hmm. the, the, the other episode right yeah why would why would you why would you as a borrower i think there's a time to borrow because you know what these rates are going to increase yes yeah, that's why they are fixing the rates on the bond market right now yeah Nice. Yeah cuz cuz it's, nice. it's, 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 it's in that neighborhood yeah but, but Kali has mentioned that that's very important and yeah, yeah. for me i think You know we've seen the the base products which is normally full fuel and food that normally push inflation okay yeah. so in we've we've seen that the prices of fuel are actually going to rise yeah. okay because not necessarily because of the taxes and levies but because of the market forces yeah. you know mm. because we import oil and we don't have any control of of it okay yeah. of the price yeah. so if that continues to rise yeah. consistently yeah. to January to 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 December January yeah, yeah. CBK are going to revise their, their lending rate yeah. and if they do that the banks the following day pop they've revised it yeah. to quarter so so what Dan is as he's saying is actually making a lot of sense mm. there might be an increase in 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 the lending yeah mm. and you might find that maybe even if they go back to absa yeah. absa are like okay we can give you funds but, yeah. but now the it's only, it's going to be very short term yeah. ah, so that okay. they can take advantage of any mm-hmm. um increase in rates uh, yeah because even when you're looking at the global supply we've seen the yeah. uk the way they're struggling uh with 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 uh lack of petrol in in their stations uh, yeah uh it's an energy problem which they're arguing they're arguing that yeah we do have enough reserves we just don't have the truck drivers to transport it which i i'm not really buying doesn't make sense <laughs> doesn't make sense i'm not really all. buying so i think the underlying because yeah this uh renewable energy sources have been seen to be very because they're very inconsistent especially with wind uh. which is very heavy uh heavily used in the in the Europe UK, yeah. um the UK and Europe in general yeah. um it's very inconsistent uh because it, again it's dependent on how forces of nature yeah um so i think there's going to be greater demand even for fuel mm. uh, yeah. which is again going to boost more uh the price is higher yeah. so the land costs are going to be higher so for me i think it's a matter of time before the cbk actually raise their base rate mm. i was having i was reading uh-huh. some report about yeah. the the time we talked about ESG you know yeah. the environmental component of that uh-huh. uh I was reading some report that was saying that the demand for coal as a source of fuel 
of energy is is actually already increasing is it in china in the production of i don't know some metals metallic products and all that so the pro, the, the the cost and demand for for um coal as a source of energy is really increasing and coal is a substitute sort of a very sort of last resort substitute to fuel yeah so if coal is increasing it shows you what's happening up at the pyramid F- the f- uh fuel yeah. is also mm-hmm. increasing so people are s- sort of resorting to coal alternatives and by them resorting to the coal alternative it yeah. raises the price because the demand is going up no the, it's other way around uh-huh. that the price of fuel is high and uh-huh. so people are running yeah. to other alternatives if uh-huh. you can find an alternative go for it uh-huh. and so you see if the alternative um if i'm selling the alternative and i know that you don't have an option you're running from the main product i'm going to raise I'm the price yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all the same thing for me going back to corporate paper mm-hmm. i am of the oh, opinion yeah. that if a company wants to take a corporate paper i want to issue a corporate paper in the near future they should do it before next year mm-hmm. and here are my reasons next year we are going when it's an election time okay yeah, yeah. Wow. We, yeah. you, you normally yeah. see the election wave in kenya mm-hmm. in terms of economic performance yeah. so next year you'll find there'll be a lot of economic uncertainty yeah. okay so the people that money have in their po- people the money that people have in their pockets they'll they'll be shy to spend it because it's an uncertain moment yeah. uh-huh. so this generally impacts um demand for products across yeah. the board for many yeah. companies yeah. okay so cash flow is a bit of an is strained yeah. for many companies yeah. next year yeah. and then banks are in that position where they are shy to offer many people credit because they are like ha ah, this is an uncertain moment will people repay really? the risk is and high the, likes, the risk is high yeah. Yeah. so if you want to take a corporate paper take it before the end of december to issue yeah if you want to issue mm. issue before the end of december oh yeah um now we go to the absa single obliger thing yeah yeah uh now what do you want to say about that ah so um it's not it's not it's not news like you said that you are looking at the the the, the nsc chart and mm-hmm. trying to see what would be the implication of that yeah. of that news into into the market mm-hmm. on absol's performance uh, it's not a new thing the cbk report 2020 report mm-hmm. said that that is the most abused what um regulation oh. is there, it's the most abused regulation mm-hmm. And this is a very recent report 2020. So it shows that that the bankers when they're by themselves they do this they're like please Patrick tracheza chini maji you know <laughs> they can do things behind Patrick's back yeah? yeah. So I don't think like that's why I was like when you said that I was like no nah, not really I don't think it's going to be the effect is going to be that direct yeah that directly felt in the market in the price for for some of our viewers who are listening to us outside Kenya he's referring to Dr Patrick Njoroge the oh, governor yeah. of CBK yeah. <laughs> he happens to be his good friend you hear mm. they're on first name basis <laughs> <laughs> so m- moving along Jens, Pato. uh Pato. <laughs> <laughs> moving along we see that um in our neighboring country in wait, Uganda. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. but you see the relationship between like there seems to be a lot of board and high level plays between yes. EBM mm. and, mm. and 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 Absa they've taken friendship to the boardrooms no it's it's only it's a risk of familiarity mm. and there's nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because, no, there is. i mean people change jobs like you have said it's a risk like you've said it's of a risk familiarity yeah and there are measures that have to be taken to ensure that whatever you you two or you the number of people in this sort of arrangement yeah 
see your family mm-hmm. yeah so we have to make sure that every action you take is not on the basis of your familiarity but it is very objective okay just to paint the picture well for our viewers to get um so some of the people who are in the board and senior management of EABL were also in absa previously in mm. the boards and senior management yeah. and vice versa yeah. that's why that concern of you know uh, of risk of familiarity mm. because you find that absa has appointed sorry EABL has appointed absa as as what for this corporate paper uh, arrangers yeah Yeah. So so it's Absa Securities and Absa Bank. Uh-huh. Yeah. So from that relation is where these gentlemen are trying to to disturb you as an investor by telling you that there's a problem but <laughs> there's absolutely no problem there. Yeah, I think from a relationship point of view it makes things easier. Uh, if you if you want to go get a loan mm. or financing if it's an overdraft facility, if you have people who have connects to to absa or Use whatever yeah it makes the transactions easier and everything but then again as you said it is a good point the familiarity risk it could be you're just lending it out because of this is your guy yeah this is your guy mm. you haven't looked at the fundamentals to see whether yeah you, you tend to overlook a lot of yeah. things yeah but yeah. but you know that takes me back to uh, a conversation that i was that i was in and <coughs> the ncba ceo John Gashora mm-hmm. was saying that some of the things that people you know tend to overlook mm-hmm. in Kenya is when getting credit it's about two things mostly getting good credit it's about your negotiation skills and this yeah. is something that yeah. people people overlook a lot especially if you're an if you're if you if you're owning a business you know you you have to really have good negotiation skills because you mm-hmm. have to go there and say hey my business is a high cash flow business you know there's money coming in each and every day you know mm. so that reduces my risk don't charge me a 12.5% charge me at this and this and this mm. and then number two is actually relationship mm. you know you need to have a good relationship for yeah. example if you're in a mall yeah. and on your own ground floor and on second floor there's a bank okay and you're selling a couple of products you know when you see the manager passing by there say hi you know yeah. give him or her a hamper you know these are some of our products I, let me bra, give to you bra, this what do you mean by a hamper a relationship what do you mean by a hamper you know a gift hamper this is kenya <laughs> <laughs> you know you you, you try and, and men and you know have a relationship yeah, with, with the bank and you, like you, I get you. So people sometimes tend to overlook that you yeah. see you see kenyans okay Okay let me let me some, generalize some, some oh thank you mm-hmm. some Kenyans most Kenyans actually mm-hmm. um we fear bureaucracies we're like the system is too big for us to have any make any impact on it especially with regards to making changes understand yeah. so that's why people pay so much to accountants to handle their care stuff even things that only require you to make a few clicks yeah because they're like eh hey, my care me i don't want any issues to do with it how much do you want it. how do you how much do you want for you to do this job i'll i'll pay you that money so the same comes to all the banks do you know that if you go to a bank and i think this is very important for our investors for goodness for our listeners and I mean, viewers it's okay yeah <laughs> uh, even investors yeah, yeah. investors are highly encouraged <laughs> yeah. sponsors yeah. um you can walk to a bank and go to the relationship manager or whoever it is in the relationship department sit them down have a conversation just like Egan has said yeah. but you know what this is what is happening in my business because they're in business and a business is not what you do is how you do it but in how this case i think i think for kenyas 
case, yes, they're in business, but with the government, mostly. Mm, yeah, because now we're competing with the government for ah, this. On finance. that note, <laughs> if EBSA, eh, yeah, assuming, okay, you, we, we raise good questions, but mm-hmm. assuming this 11 billion uh. um, that we are raising to the bond, from mm. the bond, mm. assuming it's going to pay off the EBSA uh, debt, yeah. that means EBSA is going to have 11B in cash, which is most likely going to invest in government bonds. Yeah, I mean, the, the trend has shown, and we've talked about that, and the way the government is crowding out um, the private sector, yeah. and it's a big issue. Yeah, because ideally, this 11B should go in, a, in an ideal world. But Have we not just said that? But, probably, but, but you know, it's not, it's not, it's not the bank. is going fund. to use this money for expansionary measures, and like Absa. the solar... Oh, EAB, my goodness. No, EAB, EAB, EAB is raising. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. EAB, EAB, yeah, they've said that. I was confusing the two. Yeah. 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 The, 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 the process from the bond is going to like yeah. repay. Ah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm... So the money they're getting from ABSA, they're just going to put it to, to, to the government? Yeah. Send it to the government? No, yeah. ABSA is most likely just going to invest it in, in, in government bonds. bonds. And yeah. you know what? I happen to be a good friend of KBA, Kenya Bankers Association. Mm-hmm. And now let me try and tell help us. you guys. Tell us. It's not the fault of the banks. You cannot blame the banks. Because they're there for the money. At the end of, no, not because they're... Yeah, they are. Let, let me put it this way. At the end of the day, the banks have shareholders. The banks have people that they have to account to. There are people who have given... People like you and me who've given banks our money for them to give us returns. Yeah. So at the end of the day, banks are private entities which need to yeah. make money. You yeah. cannot blame banks because even, you know, it's... It's about decisions, and this is what we make. We even do it at a personal level. Mm. If you, Easter you have one investment opportunity and another investment opportunity, you go with the investment opportunity that gives you the highest. That's 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 best yeah, for you. Turn, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the banks are just doing that. So let's not demonize the banks. You know, government paper, tax free. Okay, very good security. Rates. You give it to them. So the people here that we should we should actually be pointing the fingers to are guys at Treasury. Because they are the ones crowding out practicing Kenyans like me. Um, well, with that with that regard, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and I was like, it hit me during that conversation that as an investor, I love banks. But as a consumer, I hate banks. You get? Because banks make a lot of again, like from what you've said, they they make they they're businesses, they're yeah. companies, and they're so um responsibility of the stewards of a company the management is to make money or or wealth for yeah. the shareholders yeah which is me as an investor now that's why i like buying um bank stocks for example yeah because i know that if you look, the kenyan bank stocks are really performing well yeah they're good i, I mean, think regionally they're the best yeah if on the boss they're I think it's only Safaricom that would give them a run for their money, but after Safaricom, it is the banks that are most profitable. Yeah. But again, that's me as an investor vouching for banks. Now, let's look at me as a consumer now. Now I have to go to the bank to take a loan. Then they are they're, they're prioritizing the government. And if they have to give me the, the, the Kidogo money that they're left with after giving the government what they think is enough for the government, they charge me a lot of interest on that. So for that reason, I hate banks. As a consumer. Yes, and a another consumer. thing, it's very important for guys to know that it's it's very important for guys to read the, the contracts. The, what is it called? Terms, TNCs, yeah? Mm-hmm. Before even you get a, what do you call it? A bank account and all that. Because there's some are very some that are very crazy. 
one would be like if you have less than x amount in this bank account there's no interest that you'll be earning who knows that and they hide them they hide those such clauses in those yeah. in very small letters in between very many paragraphs you understand yeah yeah a due diligence so due guys diligence. um moving forward let's now go to our neighboring country uganda um the pearl of africa as yes, yes. winston called it so in in uganda um mtn which yeah. is the biggest telco that is mtn uganda which is a subsidiary of mtn group mm-hmm. um that is in south africa yeah. so they're planning to list at the uganda securities exchange planning of first uh <laughs> <laughs> so so here's the thing for some of our viewers who may not be cons- conversant with this the government of uganda has what they've created a framework where for them to renew the telcos licenses mm. they have to at least issue 20% of their ownership to the public mm. by listing at the bows yeah. so what mtn is doing they are actually uh, complying mm-hmm. with the regulations you know you can't dare put a force so against civil <laughs> so so you know that 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 was, has been another debate where is this thing organic or is it forced and and how will it happen yeah. so some of the details are they are going to look for they're going to look for 1.2 billion dollars yeah. yeah. uh, i thought they paid it no 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 this is what they want to raise okay in the in the ipo okay in at the at the bows. Yeah. So and MTN has been doing well. Last year they made uh, 108 MTN Uganda they've mm. made 108 um million dollars mm. uh good in, in profits. It's good money. Good numbers, yeah. Uh they've been there since 1998. You know, it's a good business. They they've, they've stayed there for for quite a long time. Mm. And an interesting thing is that this um IPO will be only will only be limited to the six ESC countries. That is Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi and South Sudan. So it's a good time to invest. I think there are around six companies listed in the Uganda Securities Exchange. Only. What? Only six. What? Just Google and you'll see. Have to confirm. Uh, yes. I think there are, there are very few and this is going to be uh as I normally call it a fizzy IPO. I think a lot of Kenyans are actually going to invest there. It's a great great opportunity. And actually right now if you look at the numbers you find that uh, MTN group actually owns 90 I know owns around uh, 90% of MTN Uganda. So this this is going to be a, a really really good opportunity for investors. And It's gonna uh, uh, one thing that yeah, really they have, they have 17 companies. They have yeah, 17 yeah, companies. More than, more than. So one thing that really as as they have 17 companies right now, one important thing that really sort of like amused me is the fact that when MTN lists there, it's gonna double the market capitalization of the Uganda Securities mm. Exchange. And mm. this just goes back to speak about how Mature how nascent our financial markets you know, are, markets are in, yeah. in East Africa. Yeah, yeah. but yet again it's another telephone telecom operator dominating a market about yeah. in yeah. east africa just like safaricom yeah so as in how big just shows that like yeah the markets are nascent but then also how big the tech uh, the telecom um, yeah the telecom market uh, communication is and i think big, also big the it speaks to the need for the hu- the huge amount of initial capital required as an investment yeah, for so that industry it, yeah. so that's yeah. why the, the sort of a, a monopoly for, yeah? For mm. yeah, yeah yeah because you've seen also the amounts 
that even were charged to like when you're looking at the safaricom uh, entry into ethiopia mm. yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah the amounts paid just yeah. for licensing yeah yeah it's a it's a crazy expensive venture mm. and you can see um from mtn they were not really happy about this because first of all you can see that from the fact that they are issuing just the bare minimum 20% uh-huh. that's what the government the government has said that the minimum is 20% that's what you're going to issue you understand so it's not like the happy about this but but the market the ugandan market for them is very key so is is good I so they they yeah you have to do everything that they want so that you know you keep it and you see i understand the government because again like you've said mtn uganda was owned 90 90% of it was owned by the mtn group mtn yeah. group I think less than 5% was owned by one guy. I would yeah. like to know that guy. People are very rich outside here. Anyway, less than 5% was owned by uh, some Ugandan businessman. Yeah, it was actually 96% was owned by MTN. Uh-huh. Now MTN group. That leaves like 4%. Yeah. So you can only two entities own this 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 the whole company. Such yeah. a big monopoly in yeah. a company in in a country. And so what you're talking about the other time, the effect of this. Uh, remember this the time we were talking about the NSC and the fact that repatriation of profits. Exactly. So there's a lot of capital outflow. Yeah. Um capital is it, no it's not capital flights but um money is leaving the country each and every. Yeah, cuz cuz yeah, the profit year, that yeah. is made out of that sent to the know, group. It's sent to the group, you which know. Which is headquartered in South Africa out of Uganda. Absolutely, the earnings so go there. I understand so when So the when Ugandans you, who are really using MTN on a day-to-day basis yeah. making money for it, yeah. profits never really come to them. Exactly. And exactly. even now, you know, it's it's still stretches the conversation to the fact that right now when it lists yeah i think kenyans are going to rush there even more than ugandans do you know it was crazy investors. it was so crazy the number the day, of retail you, investors who, who 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 trade on the ugandan stock exchange it was in the tens of thousands just before this so it's mm-hmm. about it's it's they project the retail investors the number of retail investors to grow from the tens to around 200,000. So can you imagine and, that? And what's, what's the mediocre. composition of that? I mean, I would love to know the composition. You see the way in Kenya we know that 70% are external yeah. investors. Yeah. I would love to know the numbers for Uganda because I think it's more think or less the same, if, if not worse. Yeah. 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 So, so it will was, still right? be more or less the same thing. Yeah, because even if you were to look at the, the composition of the companies that are in the Uganda Securities Exchange, mm-hmm. yeah. if you were to look at the number that... Uh, that are Kenyan. Mm. Um, so we have... Centum, I'm sure. Yeah, Centum is there. Yeah. You have ABL, you have Jubilee, mm. you have KQ, you have KCP, KCB Group. KCP. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, have yeah. Equity. Wait, Uch- all that? Uchumi. Uh, Uchumi is still there. Come on. Nation Media. Nation Media. So all that, so is that out of that, 17, what yeah, percentage that's is eight, that? Yeah, that's 8. So it's, it's more than 50. considerable percentage. Yeah. Almost half a Kenyan companies or Kenyan yeah wow. Ken, companies Kenyan roots so is Nakumat still there no uh, it was was it listed there no. Nakumat was never listed they just issued a corporate yeah paper. but that was in no. Kenya still yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so anyway I, I i understand what the government is doing with cuz even in Kenya that's what it did the government i think owns 35% of Safaricom Safaricom yeah Safaricom and then The other 35% is owned by the Vodafone and Vodacom by, and all yeah. that. Voda actually Vodafone is the UK one, Vodacom mm-hmm. is the South African. Yeah, yeah. Then I think 25% is the one that is led to now the yeah, for Common Mwananchi. Yeah. And yeah. now Uganda is 20%, so mm-hmm. they're quite similar. Yeah, yeah. But you know for Kenya it wasn't because was it also because of an obligation? No, it was not because they were obligated to go to the market, were mm. they? 
I'm not, I'm not they sure. They went there to raise capital. But I don't, I don't from think they were them. obligated. I Safaricom was decided to be listed, went to the market but to, they, to raise capital. Okay, but when they went to get listed, was it... On their own volition. Was it, it was the share of the government ownership that went to the market. Whose share went to the market? Safaricom, Kina, really Kina, who, question, huh? who are these guys? Um, the, the guy who is now in... Because Michael uh, Joseph? Yeah. yeah. When he came and set up shop in Nairobi in 2008... Around that time, no, be earlier. It was earlier. Then yeah. they they struggled quite some time. Then they established roots. Then now, when it was time to now expand, because you see, you you try and develop your product. Once you determine that it's viable and it can it can breathe in a, in that environment, yeah. Now you can seek to grow it and make it huge. Yeah. So they'd gotten to that point. Now to raise the capital to expand to, because you see, as as I said again, the capital required for this industry is it's humongous. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, so it's, it's put on those ma- to put the masts, the, the wires. Back yeah, then, yeah. they were using the wires. Saizi, they're doing I don't know underground cables. Yeah, fiber optic cables. It's it's, like it's a lot. It's a lot of capital. It's very capital intensive that industry. So when that point, when that time reached, they went now to the market to raise capital, which is like the biggest reason people or companies get listed. Yeah, and you know there was a time that Dan wanted to create a company that could rival Safaricom. And and I was like, this guy is, is joking, but it's not impossible. So you <laughs> s- you've seen the initial investments and the like. So start yeah. preparing yourself. Who yeah, tells I mean, you he's uh, not able? Kalia, should, should Safaricom <laughs> be worried, Dan? Should ah. Safaricom be worried about you? I don't know whether it should they should be worried in my lifetime, but when my <laughs> children are in the picture, <laughs> probably. Um, yeah, but the answer to my question was, uh, yes, it was actually the government's shares that, that went to the market. Yeah, so the government put up twenty five percent of its shares. So it owned 55. Yes, because initially the roots of Safaricom started, was it as a branch of Telcom? Uh, yeah, 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 Telcom Kenya. Yeah, yeah. and then now it's, it's, it's like a split off from, from Telcom. So it yeah. was owned majorly by, by the government. And then I think that was the, around the time when the government was keen on privatization of... of, State of, most of yeah, yeah, so I think this was part of the project. It's something I love to go read up on more but the the shares that are currently being traded in the market yeah. were 25% of the government that, that was owned by the government because ah, it makes sense because i think what ha- what actually happens was safaricom came as a separate entity mm-hmm. then they merged with the with the telecom company which was the government state owned um, entity mm-hmm. that was pre-existing when yeah. they were coming at the time they were coming i think now they came in with the whichever terms they decided to merge with yeah. you know safaricom was coming with HR and 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 progressive thinking and and qualified staff. Uh-huh. Then now Telcom Kenya had the infrastructure, so they decided to merge and make a bigger thing. So that given that Telcom Kenya had already the infrastructure, which is really the biggest chunk of what is required to make this investment. Yeah, it would only make sense for the government to own more or to be the controlling entity entity for this now the 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 the, the merger now. Yeah. Whatever resulted of the merger, so fifty-five. Then they sell thirty. They sell twenty-five. Yeah, they sell twenty-five percent. Then they remain with thirty. Yeah. So Makes the government sense. has thirty-five percent. Vodacom, or is it Vodacom or Vodafone? Uh, Vodacom has, confused. I think, around um, twenty-five, if not thirty-five. Yeah. So government thirty-five percent, Vodacom thirty-five percent, Vodafone five percent, mm-hmm. and yeah. then Free Float, the one that is. Yeah. So in it's market, interesting 25%. that Vodafone owns five percent. And Vodacom, which is the South African, owns 35. But then, you know, Vodafone, that is the UK one, which mm-hmm. owns 5% of Safaricom, also 
is the parent company of Voda Vodacom in yeah. South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's usually it's usually a bit a bit uh, confusing for yeah. for many people. Yeah. And even if you look at how they went into Ethiopia, you know, a company was registered in Ethiopia, then the company again, then a company that owns that, you know, again is registered in Amsterdam and the yeah. likes. Yeah. I don't want to say a lot about Amsterdam. Easter is looking at me in in some way. Some papers. What are they called? Pandora <laughs> papers. But anyway, moving away from that, man, there's we've talked about government ownership. There's a company that government the government owns around um 48.9%. That company when I mentioned it, mm. it normally doesn't bring a lot of joy Breaks to, mm. to Kenyans. Mm. Yeah. Kenya Airways yeah. it's been Good news for Kenya Airways this week. We mm-hmm. saw that Parliament approved um, a deal for KQ to be able to access more US um, market, more of the US market. Mm. Um, that is apart from the JK, JFK, where in, that is in New York, yeah, yeah. where they have a direct flight from Nairobi to New York. And now in this deal, they'll be able to have direct flights to other cities aside from New York probably um Washington DC uh, Los Angeles and the likes yeah but i'm guessing i think Washington uh, Washington hey what is happening to me today <laughs> Allah was popping where you, you had you had a, a jug of mursik before hey, you came hey, 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 it's a struggle but yeah <laughs> i'm move. guessing Washington DC yeah uh maybe Dallas Texas mm. um i'm just trying to think of the the, LA, the roots i don't know I, i don't know many people who go to la not to say that <laughs> <laughs> but so i think guys. i think there's a, there are a lot of kenyans in texas <laughs> yeah there are a lot of kenyans in in texas a lot of guys in minnesota, minnesota. Well, you see? Yeah. <laughs> sorry 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 <laughs> <laughs> scratch that anyways yeah so and there's also a huge somali community uh, yeah. in minnesota yeah. they yeah. also they have actually elected uh, a somali to the house to of the congress oh, yeah the yeah, congress yeah um Yeah but I think Dallas uh Maryland but I'm guessing Washington and Dallas should be my if I'm to speculate I would say those would be the two But then you know um mm. for me my thinking is that probably they're looking at a cargo market Yeah. So probably it may not no, be the areas that he has mentioned. So probably where we might have, you know, uh horticulture products, you know, um moving to the US. So probably there are cargo markets that Kiki would want to exploit on that end. But also on the reverse end, um we will have airlines from the, the US, US that will be able to access the Kenyan market and more importantly that has not been saw, happening by the clarify yeah that yeah. hasn't been happening we haven't had uh, mm. any american airline uh, coming to kenya yeah. so we also have seen that um fedex they want to set up a station at yeah. jkia yeah. i think that's that's the biggest chunk of what americans will get from this yeah we're also looking at do you guys whoa. think that's why they were pushing for that probably, probably. because i've been looking at the e-commerce statistics in kenya yeah and generally with with the onset of corona people have really moved into e-commerce absolutely yeah, yeah. ordering on jumia and all that and now ordering off amazon is a kawaida thing now yeah yeah because i remember there's a time i was i was buying what phone cases i was buying phone cases of ali aliexpress mm-hmm. that's from alibaba yeah could take like a week and you have your product mm. your merchandise you go down to this street nyamakima yeah luthuli and luthuli street Those guys will tell you it's very easy to get products from China. And and such um global um e-commerce platforms like yeah. Ali AliExpress, I've said AliExpress, um yeah. Jeff Bezos, Amazon, Amazon. Yeah. yeah, so I think that is why the Fed why the US is like 
willing to sign this agreement yeah. because they know that there, there's something in there's they have something to gain from it. Yeah, yeah. Because they they want to facilitate, and I think yeah. it's one one company that is FedEx is that is going to facilitate all. That. And I yeah. think they've noticed speculation. I, I think they've noticed the gap because right now, if you want to import, if you want to buy an item from Amazon mm. and you send it locally, mm. if you want to send it to Kenya, it does not make sense to use Amazon's um, shipping. Yeah, uh, because it's it's expensive. Uh, so I don't know who Amazon uses, but I'm guessing they usually it's either between DHL, DHL or, or FedEx. FedEx, yeah. Um, but because FedEx do not have their own, let's say, because they are working with some other company, but they I think it's a franchise. He, uh, so, um, um, I hope it will improve their service. Because what happened was, um, in 2019, I traveled yeah. uh, to the US, mm. and then on coming back, I forgot my laptop, uh, and it was my work laptop. Um, yeah. So, and I had family coming over like in a month. Yeah. But I was like, you, this one I need chap chap. Yeah. So the next day, like, got someone to send, to go to DHL, uh, not DHL, FedEx. Mm. Yeah. They used FedEx uh, to send the laptop over to me. And I thought this one would be chap chap. Like, in two days, it's a flight. Mm. Uh, and they charge ridiculous rates. I think they charge almost 50 Gs just to send it. How much was the laptop worth? Me, I do it was a laptop. Uh, uh, you didn't care. But <laughs> no, I cared because now, man, how am I supposed to? The ethics of using your own personal what, laptop. 50,000. But yeah, it was a lot of money. What? Just to send it. Yeah. And then what happened when it landed in Kenya? Yeah. yeah. Like, KRA forced me to pay. Like, it was a new like item. For something that is clearly used, as in, and so they held on to it for like, literally, the, the family who, who, who was coming, like, she got here <laughs> before the laptop. Before I got my laptop, <laughs> and she would have carried it in her bag for free. Wow. As in, I was so I was so upset at FedEx. I was so upset at like I was just it was just a bad month. Well, um, I think I think the frequency of when was that twenty nineteen? Yeah, that was twenty nineteen. Yeah, that's a bit too recent, but yeah. Day. And now I that's what I'm saying. I hope with this uh-huh. um, yeah. uh, when they are setting this up, yeah. I hope that now it will make it cheaper if mm. you are importing um, from from Amazon and especially the, the US websites. Yeah. I hope that shipping will now be easier and cheaper. But then you see the other thing you have to consider is that people don't actually people buy off Amazon but they don't ship using Amazon yep. or or Shopify or mm-hmm. those those companies themselves because yeah. you find like you've said which um you've said you've talked of the Somali community being mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Yeah. So you'd have them mm-hmm setting the niche of the businesses that they're setting at the moment is that's very rampant is shipping mm-hmm. that is they have their own place there yeah. so you mm-hmm. buy an item of amazon ship it to that place mm-hmm. then now they ship it to nairobi now yeah, yeah. they know the the, the chum now the mm-hmm. luthuli they tell you come to this place in kimathi street yeah, yeah so you don't have to go to i don't know which office in westlands in dhl yeah. and all that yeah so i don't think it's bound to to help them improve um, no, because for them, because I think if it's controlled by DHL yeah. and they are controlling the logistics, yeah. uh, because they already have everything mapped up quite well. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the most efficient routes and whatnot, yeah. like that could be sorted, that element of the business. So if it's under their control, that means that they are able to probably have the most efficient routes at the distribution cheapest, channels. Yeah, yeah, the cheapest cost. Uh, yeah. Because what is happening here, yeah, the two, I think the two most popular means in Kenya, if you want to import. 
we would be using a servo C store and ah the servo store yeah. uh, and then there's Kentex Cargo mm. personally i use Kentex Cargo um so basically what they do they do have their own warehouse mm. in the US mm. so when you sh- when you buy from Amazon or mm-hmm. from wherever yeah. you have it shipped to them exactly so they give exactly. you your own address yeah so they receive it and then now they plan yeah. uh, you get it here. How, yeah so that's usually so they're cheap because they just charge they have a charge per kilo is it $15 dollars the yeah. last time i checked was 15 yeah. so 15 dollars per kilo then it comes um you pay when it arrives um so that's what duty um so i don't know how they usually sort it because yeah, it's normally yeah. when they give you the rates it's normally calculated plus duty they, they um, do the clearance for you with care then for you they just so. give you a product because so. that's that's how i see most people do yeah i think so the price is determined solely by the weight or the space that yes. that product is so, going to yeah okay. and they already have they already have a range from kra 0 to 5 kgs what 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 and the type of the product of course no kra does not charge Because, you import duty you on on the size or weight of your imports it's, it's on the value, on the value. The value. so a laptop and a macbook for example the latest latest macbook yeah. would be worth like 3 $3000. Yeah. You can't compare that with a, and, and with they a, have, a chessboard game. Yeah, and they have they, they're seats. almost the same size. Absolutely. I yeah. get I get your point. Yeah. But do you know actually cargo for example at the moment KRA have have made their system very efficient yeah. also in conjunction with the Kenya Ports Authority. Do you know that you can clear you can finish your clearance for your product while it's seven, seven days before it arrives. So when it arrives okay. you have the paperwork done everything and you just submit so kare they just come and check yes this is the product that you said it is yeah the value you initially indicated the duty you paid tick 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 that must be a very recent development because yeah. i see what you saw what happened in the mombasa port people's cars were auctioned man but but you know that that has been happening since time immemorial there are people who import cars then they don't have the money to to, to clear the, the duties, duties no yeah. you find someone has 100 was what 900000 then they go and look for a car worth 900 899000 you know <laughs> that, but, uh, they but don't again, know that's the price of the car is yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. That, there has been issues of of corruption Yeah. when it comes to that so you import a car yeah. knowing very well that you don't have the money to pay for the duty mm. then when it gets to kenya you just chill and you wait for it to be taken to the, to the yard you know where carry puts such kind of vehicles yeah. then for you you as a very bad citizen you go and look for carry officials tell them eh hey, let me let me buy for you chai then you release my vehicle and the likes which is again what you said the last time it is easier to seal the tax, tax leaks than to put more pressure on citizens to pay more tax absolutely such tax leaks yeah. you understand yeah because if you if you digitize everything the whole process now so that you reduce the human interaction you reduce the chances of such um, illicit transactions yeah. uh kalia okay moving on <laughs> <laughs> so we saw that um this week cyton uh, oh, wait wait wait, wait before we go to cyton yeah. thank you for saving me for uh on this on this yeah the the the, the expansion of flights mm-hmm. or routes assuming it's passenger yeah i don't know whether it will have that big a difference on kq uh-huh. um because um this flights are long 15 yeah. hour flights are long no it's not about it's about your comfort as a passenger <laughs> comfortable. like if you're not flying business uh-huh. um, or above like sitting in one position for 15 hours 
is a long flight. Tell you what, it's better than moving from Nairobi then you have to take me to Dubai no, I'd rather Dubai that. for 4 hours then moving from, me. from Dubai I, you have to move me to Frankfurt then I spend 6 hours in Frankfurt then from Frankfurt now you want to take me directly to 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 New York it's strenuous no for me I'd prefer that just 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 kill me one time <laughs> for me <laughs> imagine I, I'd, I'd prefer that I'd prefer splitting it into two I'd rather go to uh Heathrow uh chill for like 2 hours yeah Uh, as I wait for the connecting flight and then uh, go from Heathrow to London. Uh, or if it's Heathrow, if it's uh, German, if you're using Germany or Switzerland, whichever, yeah. like Europe, then um, the States. I think going through Dubai and then to the States are, st- are still, that will be a long flight. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for most people who, especially people who travel a lot, mm. um, if you're, and if you're traveling on economy, I think it does make sense to do Europe then US because it splits into like 8 8 okay um with a two hour rest with a two three hour rest yeah. uh to you know walk around get your legs if you're flying business then ah, you're good doesn't but you know the the, the financial at the end of the day the financial implication is is the route profitable if the route is profitable kaende kaende kq's balance sheet is horrible they need Has the new point. york route been profitable yes really yes To, to as the asian to lines the best of my knowledge so we want receipts as the asian the lines bro it's no profitable is it has it has it is it profitable like not profitable like because they asian, actually like because they actually had to yes. reduce the frequency of flights to the to, to, through okay to let me state this information came from one of the former board members of kq so i haven't ascertained the numbers yet but on episode 9 i'm going to come with the numbers i think it's profitable well For again me, if you look at the kenya us trade yeah what kenya exports is is agricultural produce and and and, and clothes, yeah, clothes yeah. from from the what EPZ. comes from us to here is majorly tourists and and majorly a lot of machinery and if you look at that um in the airline industry um customer service is very key bro absolutely i don't want to lose my like what kali has said it's 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 emotive there's an emotive um aspect to that kali is never going to forget the time that he had to pay 50 g's for and then it took i don't know how long for his laptop to come here yeah so now you're here you're dealing with you see when you're going africans can, no, Africa, now, now you're comparing cargo with with air transport mm-hmm. you know no, there are people who, who owns the cargo seats humans there are people who are going to overlook that there are people who actually need if if you see for emergencies yeah. for emergencies where you're like you the proverbial uh, phrase in movies i'm on the next flight mm-hmm. okay so mm-hmm. if on the next flight so there's that emergency where i need to be in new york or in america you know asap yeah. so a direct flight that's the thing no, what i meant by customer service is the experience i hear nowadays people served peanuts <laughs> Okay, okay, and then you go to when you said that you go to yourself peanuts <laughs> like they're giving you literally peanuts and very small you. things like it could be figurative and also yeah. literal yeah. <laughs> you're just there to the waitest yeah oh, you, you know you. thank you for giving me my salary <laughs> ah, but but you know what it that. goes with it actually goes with with your pocket it's it's a matter of of, no, of demand and supply willing no. buyer willing seller according to to the to the size of your pocket no, you know you, no, if, if you go to the us like this this guy's been to the us yeah. he knows spirit airlines spirit mm. airlines is constantly bashed for poor services in the us mm-hmm. but people consistently and consistently fly because it's, because it's cheap yes that's the point 
I mean, you. But KQ, if you fly, KQ, you fly with your budget. KQ, KQ if you look at the prices, KQ, you, you can have that argument for KQ because KQ is cheap. And then the services are <laughs> so the variance between the services are very very. Just yes, I agree. There are some routes where KQ is more expensive than other airlines. Like almost uh, all routes, maybe except China. I think Gwanzu. people who fly KQ fly it to support to you to support the brand, <laughs> not because that it is convenient. We need we need to have the CEO here, Mr. Alan, to mm. discuss that. Support local. <laughs> can, can we now go to Cyton? So this week we saw that two of Cyton's products they were put under demonstration. That is the Cyton High Yield Solution CYHS and the Cyton Project Notes CBN. Yeah. Yeah. Now this was actually um, the CEO Edwin Dande. Uh, Easter likes to mention note. Easter doesn't like mentioning that name and forgetting the fact that he went to Wharton. <laughs> so yeah. he went to court and uh, that's why this has been issued by the court. Yeah, yeah. And um, he actually says that uh, it's a decision made by the board. Um, so Kalia, mm-hmm. uh, you, got, you need to inform our viewers about you know what administration means and product being put under administrations. Um, yeah, basically uh, administration is <coughs> when a company has been found to be insolvent but, but but they've said that this product yeah, yeah. But administration is not receivership yeah. but but we have to state here so that we, we don't get sued yeah, let me that these projects are not these two uh, projects regulated. these products are first not regulated by yeah. the CMA yeah. then again uh, there are other six products mm. by Cyton including the money market fund which is regulated by the CMA. Eight. Now for eight. these two products, oh, the other eight. Yeah. So for these two products, uh, that is, let me repeat, the high, the Cyton High Yield Solution and the Cyton Project Notes, yeah. they are actually not insolvent. That's yeah, what that's exactly. that's the official communication from yeah. Cyton. Yeah. So they're just putting it under administration so that it can be restructured. Yeah. You know the pro- the, the the products can be restructured yeah. and to ensure you know there's 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 a there's a level playing field for all investors mm-hmm. and the likes but one thing that came out in the as i was reading the official statement by Cyton yeah. is the word illiquid mm-hmm. you yeah. know yeah. they they say that the assets are in good condition yeah. and safe yeah. but it just happens that they are illiquid yeah. and we've been talking about illiquidity you know in the real estate market for the longest time yeah. in this mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. and for me i'm the, i'm of the opinion that the it, people who invested in these two products are are gonna the light at, at the end of the tunnel is much much far because of the state of liquidity of the real estate at the moment it doesn't matter who is the administrator it doesn't real matter. estate is real estate it is liquid yeah yeah uh, it's gonna so, take a lot of time yeah uh, back to your question uh, so I've, I've i've consulted mr yeah with master google <laughs> uh, to get the difference between uh, administration and receivership yeah. um so basically administration is a process that a company gets into to help the company pay off its debt management sort of yeah uh, without necessarily uh, incurring or forcing the company to be without liquidating the company mm-hmm. uh, whereas receivership now is when basically there's no hope for the company so you have to liquidate uh, and then what's happening to nakumat um what happened to Nakumat? Yes, that's receivership. Yeah, so essentially now using the funds to pay off your creditors and assets. Yeah, yeah. So administration is just um, um, a mechanism to allow the to resuscitate. Yeah, to get people to, to get paid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the the difference. So yeah, 
Uh, so I have a lot to say about this thing. <laughs> a lot. Mm. Yes. A okay. lot. Well, now again, let me see. I think it's important. There's a risk of bias here because I think I'm I'm an I've taken up I'm affiliated to the money market fund. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you've invested there. There's no problem. Which is no, I don't want people. Okay, anyway. you you have the right to invest wherever you want. I mean. No, I'm just telling the viewers and yeah, listeners yeah, yeah. that you know what my opinion yeah. has a risk of bias in it. Okay, but listen to it objectively. Yeah. yeah. So this is what Cyton does. Cyton has a lot of products mm-hmm. and a lot of investment vehicles. Some regulated, some not regulated, and I think eight are not re- are, are regu- hey. regulated. Regu- regulated. Hey, just regulate. Kill it. <laughs> regulate. Regulated. Yeah. <laughs> and then these two are not regulated. Yeah. The CPN. Cyton Project Notes and CHYS, Cyton yeah. Project, High Yield Solution, high yield solution yeah. 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 which again, that's a problem I have with Cyton. Why do you name one product CHYS, the other CHYF? That's so confusing, man, to the typical investor. Yeah, And they are very different, this product. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be difficult to get. How, how, to what's come, what's yeah. the difference between the two products? One is regulated, the other is not. Okay. Yeah, that's one difference. Yeah. That's the difference. It's the biggest difference. Yeah, it's the biggest So difference. CHYF is regulated. CHYF is regulated. Yeah. Uh-huh. YS is not regulated. What are the yields on CHYF? Quite similar. 18. Quite CHYF. Yeah, yeah quite sim- I'm not so sure. 18 I think for t- No, I think it depends on the the duration in which you invest your money with Cyton. If it's one year, they give you I think 13, 2 years 15, 3 years 18. Yeah. And then CHYF I think it's it's fixed. Again. Those are very good returns. I was about Chief, to eh? see I was about to see it is I don't think it's that difficult to get. Dandy to come here. We should try. <laughs> But then again, yeah. Reg- the whole prob- problem about regulation and not regulated and products that are not regulated, yeah. So Cyton, this is what Cyton does, yeah. They ca- they're sort of an intermediary. Mm-hmm. Again, this is straight from the CEO's mouth. Okay. That what they do mm-hmm. is they're a developer sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So they would they need funds to to do this to finance this development. Sure. So they will come to you as a bank. They have the option of coming to you as a bank, yeah. developing and selling to to Dan. To Dan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan who now you done, you pay me, then I pay the bank. Mm-hmm. Part of its interest and capital. Ah, so they flipped the value chain. So exactly. So they edged out the banks sort of um fighting the system. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, you know what? Dan, you're the one who you want a house. Mm-hmm. I'm a developer. Give me that money, I'll develop the house. Then, makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Then you're gonna sell the house, then t- bring your money back to no, back to no. Dan. Sorry, I've mis explained. I've not explained that the right way. Yes, Dan is not the one buying the house. Let's say it's person X buying the house. Yeah, right. So, but Dan, so I go to Dan. I'm like, you know what? Instead of giving the, I want some money to mm-hmm. develop this project. Yes. Instead of going to the bank. To mm-hmm. get it, and instead of you going to deposit your money in the bank, because mm-hmm. it's the bank that's going to give me your money, yeah. mm-hmm. give me this money directly. I'll develop this product. Then, instead of sharing this profit between yourself and the bank, I'll give it to you directly. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Cyton did that. Yeah. They took investors' money with this C H Y S investment vehicle. Yeah. They took in investors, and I hear the minimum dip. The minimum amount of investment for that because it is targeted at high net worth individuals. Yeah. The minimum amount required for that is a million Kenyan shillings. Yeah, a million bob. Yeah. So these people invested in CHYS. Yeah. 
I don't know they were told they were given again they were promised yeah they were given very high rates of when yeah. you know it's going to mature and everything yeah. yeah and so people bought that mm-hmm. again to be honest most people did not read those contracts so the due diligence TNC, again tncs yeah cuz the tnc had it that there's a whole clause called force majeure i think that's a french name i'm not good with french no mm-hmm. problem yeah mm-hmm. but now it's a cost that is like Yada, 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 this is the investment and all. Mm-hmm. Now it's the but. But if this happens, we might not be able to give you that return. So the force majeure says that, you know what, you're giving us your money to invest in this product yeah. that is Cyton has numerous products. Mm-hmm. That is, in, uh, there's one in Boma, it's called the, there's the, the Alma. Yeah. There's the Rich. Alma, Alma is in the Karen. Alma is in Karen. Not Karen, yeah. sorry, Kiruaka. Yeah, Alma I was wondering what, what's wrong with your with your Nairobi. <laughs> <laughs> Alma is in Ruaka. Yeah. Um, There's one in 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 the Karen, just beside Karen. Karen B- is Bomas, Amari, 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 Amara Ridge. Amara Ridge. Amara Ridge is in houses they are going for they sold Dover, them about a million dollars. Yeah. Which they, is, they said they sold out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A million, of money. A million yeah. Of money, yeah. dollars. <laughs> yeah. So okay, let me let me just throw a spanner in the wax. Yeah. So if we didn't have issues in the real estate market as we have currently. I was there there. So would it would it be that Cyton you know would be would be doing very okay even with unregulated products because the issue seems to be liquidity. Exactly. Mm. Because mm. you see previously it was go, it was doing well. No, I mean like that is why were there people in the beginning signs of How it so? because here's the thing with with now this project uh-huh. you know, with the, with their structure. Yeah. Most of these funds were short term. Uh-huh. Cyton Hills Fund Solutions it was a one year contract uh-huh. which can renew at the end of it all. Yeah. So at the end of the day the 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 market um at the end of the day what they were doing was they were relying on people the turnover of people continuing to invest. Yeah. Ah. So So there's different maturity. Yeah, rates. you you invested in 2019. Uh, your 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 investment will mature in 2020 mm-hmm. and then so they'll come market to me who's going to invest in 2020 mm-hmm. so should Kigen decide i want to pull my money out and they lose money. my money there's a gap they lose my money to pay off Kigen yeah, yeah. and if um, you don't come there's a gap yeah if i don't come there's a gap mm. so even without the shock that was covid yeah uh, which i think has been what has been used to funika Uh, an excuse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are sins. <laughs> yeah. Um sins. This man doesn't have kind words for Cyton. <laughs> no, 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 because as a model this is essentially a Ponzi scheme. Okay. That structure is a Ponzi scheme. Ooh. There are characteristics structure. of Ponzi schemes. Yeah, it's a characteristic there. of a Ponzi like scheme. Like which ones? As that whole relying on paying me use pay, paying you using my money as a new yeah. investor because you're supposed to rely on the investment itself to yeah. pay money. Yeah. Ponzi schemes don't have underlying assets. No, I'm just saying that's a characteristic of a Ponzi scheme. The fact that you have to rely on new people yeah. to pay off the existing old people investors. sort of old people. Yeah. yeah. That is a big characteristic and that was the biggest or oh, personal <laughs> that was my biggest issue with how Cyton was running the business. <laughs> and that was now shown clearly when covid hit and again as i've said covid has just been used as the excuse but it was going to happen either way so are you trying Because to say that cyton had no knowing if you are trying to tell us that for the longest if, time if, if you're going to look at the underlying situation that was happening in the real estate space <laughs> yeah. in the kenyan economy yeah. uh-huh. this is not a business model that was going to be sustainable mm. 
Well, you see, Saiton does not rely on so what happened? On indivi- CHYS indi- uh, what investors happened? You know, today I'm the host. Today I'm the host. No, don't, don't, don't stamp your future on me just because you're the host. So what happened in 2020 Come yes, on. is that the chickens came home to roost. Aye. And now the pool. Viewers and listeners, this is clearly skewed. No, this no, argument the pool, clearly the pool, skewed. The pool of new Honestly, investors. I, I see merit in his argument. The pool of new investors is shad. Mm. in 2020 yeah. and now it all reduced, of that it, it basically <laughs> yeah yeah sorry, it went, i mean it reduced and yeah it was okay. an uncertain moment still is mm. um yeah so when that happened and now what happened now the risk materialized because now the people who had their funds inside on in the high yield solutions mm. now were like hey we want to it has matured withdraw. yeah we want to withdraw our funds because of corona Yeah because of corona what not what not yeah. which i believe people have been withdrawing even before i don't think that was not a new phenomenon the thing that was different was because there were no more carriers to have the money to come put to pay off the let the me let me just throw a question to carrier so let me ask you do you if if you make that argument then you cannot blame Saiton because in the terms and conditions they issued that clause which is mentioned that there are certain activities that which may occur may prevent us from giving you money at the date of and maturity and i should have you, should, you guys should have let me finish that explanation yeah? so at, at making that argument kalia mm-hmm. then Saiton has no blame to bear because they issued that provision that this yeah. might happen that is true um and that so is so who is to be blamed the investor and that is because and it's why we even see like they haven't been punished by any court so far because mm, that was stipulated in the contract yeah because it's contractual for 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 you as the investor ideally you should have looked at the terms and conditions mm. uh, unfortunately um Saiton would disclose as much as they could you as an investor should be able read to read as much as you should yeah so for me as an as an investor as a uh-huh. potential investor i was like yo the, the way this business model is you can this trust is a it. big risk yeah. that is going to materialize if you were to look at the underlying economic conditions if mm. you were to look at the trends in the real estate space yeah. if you were to look at how the economy is doing mm. this shock is going to come sooner or later mm. and that's what i'm saying covid in as much as it has been used as an excuse mm. the same problems are going to materialize in a year or two well kalia the reason i was so adamant about about accepting the buying your point about this likening it to a ponzi scheme is because there is again the underlying asset that mm. is the real estate development mm. there is the land there is actually resellable products mm-hmm. so this is the model yeah um i'm taking your money instead of going giving to the bank so that the bank gives it to me give it to me yeah mm. i'm going to develop this product see you are chys investor mm-hmm. give me that money i'm saiton i'll invest it in this product then unless i sell this product here mm-hmm. so that we share the profits mm-hmm. i can't pay you mm-hmm. you understand mm. so this is what happened what in your exp- according to your explanation you are putting it you're trying to put it like uh i'm going to take your thousand bob then if kigen comes next year i'll give him this i'll take kigen's a thousand bob to repay you after yeah. that one year yeah if i withdraw that is not re- if you withdraw your money yeah that's what that's not really what happened because here's what that's i think what was what, happening here's what i think happened yeah mm-hmm. if you if you do what you you give me your a million bob because mm-hmm. that's the minimum amount yeah mm-hmm. i put it in this product mm-hmm. then the plan is to sell it mm-hmm. at 1.5 mm-hmm. then i give you 1.3 mm-hmm. 
your capital plus your 300,000 your nini interest mm. then i take my 200,000 clean business yeah but here's what happened that what, what i'm getting is that you i think this is what happened in 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 reality now mm-hmm. yeah. i'm taking your money putting it here then you like you know what after one year we're not so sure this is real estate we're not so sure that after one year this house is going to be sold mm-hmm. or even that the project is going to have been concluded mm-hmm. but i'm sure that Kigen will have given me money mm-hmm. now this is why i think that you know, i agree with you that there was some a bit of miscalculation mm-hmm. still not to warrant calling it upon the scheme no, but just character. listen uh-huh. just listen huh? so it comes you give me your money it's it's in brick and mortar literally mm-hmm. yeah? literally mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. Yeah. so i can't pay it to you hivo my liquidity is compromised mm-hmm. so unless Kigen comes and invest in this same product mm-hmm. so that ile pesa yake si yake is a year later mm-hmm. yours is due saizi i give you Kigen's money mm-hmm. then his will mature i'll pay it to another person's money <laughs> but unless i sell this 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 asset but here like what you're saying there you is add, no yeah. there's this asset here that by at the end of the funnel or the or the or the, or the, or the chain mm-hmm. there is the ultimate person the last mm-hmm. person to invest here mm-hmm. in this product is going to be paid from money that someone who has bought this apartment has given sight on yeah so the last people to it's invest are now scale. the ones who are left holding the bag and, and that is what you're happy <laughs> that's what you are seeing here because now Saiton cannot sell this house. The houses are complete. Personally I've seen yeah, them. They are yeah. complete. I mean, Daniel, what Kalia said cause, cause what guys, what Kigen you said paid, they're very and they are being paid at their with their interest with their interest. Mm. So the last person at the ba- at the last batch Yeah, that's the person who was who's now and okay and here's the other thing. Yeah. So if you're to if you're to if you're to audit Saiton's developments. Yeah. Um if they were not using new money to pay off old money yeah. mm-hmm. then the other developments would have gone to completion so we've had the region northern bypass oh. which has squandered despite them getting okay it was on the papers that they had gotten 3 billion for the development yeah still there has been no progress there we've had taraji ridge again in ruaka which concept no they already started construction then it stopped halfway like they are machumas <laughs> if you're driving right. yeah okay. Okay. which have stopped yeah. and Okay yeah because of liquidity issues but the entire 2019 2018 they've been getting new investors uh there are people who are consistently giving money on a month to month basis but you see there's so a chance of resuscitation that if they should they cuz no, they're not they're not entirely financed by you and me they're financed by they have foreign investors they Finances, have one, I think for, it's one foreign investor who's Taleri Taleri exactly Taleri who, who's yeah who's Finnish yeah. who's uh, what do you mean Finnish from he's, Finland from Finland yeah the thing with Taleri as yeah. a, as their base uh, financial Finland yeah. yeah they're there and who's uh, head of Africa uh operations was on Titan's board mm. um, I, i haven't seen him there recently but uh, <laughs> no yeah have, it's something someone pointed it out to me i haven't confirmed uh, but the exposure was just in doing the real estate the the, the infrastructure yeah. at, Al- at at alma yeah. not necessarily um the the actual the, development, the actual development. Yeah. so for Saiton most of their development has been using the public's money which is not a bad thing it's something to be admired yeah you know the fact that you're contributing towards the deepening of the capital markets mm. and not relying on the banks and the banks and again i think the pa- pa- part of the reason why they were not able to get banks my speculation 
is because of how they left with Britam. I don't ah. think so. They intentionally decided not to go for the banks because they were like no, this is the this how special lo- this, them. this is how Britam unique our model is. Britam we don't very use close, the banks. No, Britam has a very close relationship with equity. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I know the Rodia boys is the thing. biggest bank. We, so equity is not going to give you money. So but, but and wait. the Kenyan space is yeah. so small as in it's very easy to get black blacklisted as an People know it informally. Yeah, informally yeah. They're like, "Oh, these guys do not touch them." Yeah. And that's what I think happened. It might be spinned into oh, we do not want to go to the market. This market it's a it's a whole difficult uh procedure. Because let me ask you one thing. Saiton would have made more money if they went to the banks. No, because at no. the bank they would yeah. have paid what percent? They would have paid cheaper. Should have been 12%, than the investors 12%, they are paying currently. Are you making sense? So they would have made more money. Because for Saiton high yield solutions, the incentive to go to banks. Saiton high yield solutions it would have been 18%. That's what they were paying. Yeah, 18. 18% is not realistic. It's too high. It's too it's very high as a cost of finance. Yeah. So they would have made more money if they went to the banks. Mm. Do you know why? Do you know? Do you know how? Do you know how the CEO was explaining the eighteen percent? He was like, "We are very intentional. We are very calculate. What do you call it? Strategic about our investments. The money was going to be channeled into real estate, and these real estate projects they were in very okay. Kalia, kalia, kalia. It's like oh, these real estate oh. projects. <laughs> these real estate projects were in very strategic places in I don't know Ruru, Ruaka, sorry, mm-hmm. where the population is good. There's mm-hmm. a influx of those high-end schools. There's good infrastructure, mm-hmm. uh, barabara and all that, water, electricity and all that. So it was like the market would definitely support that. And then we should talk about the the, the real estate uh, report that was issued by some company, I forget the name. Yeah. But it the says Wisconsin. again, yeah. Yeah. it's it's you see in in high school you're taught that in business. You mm-hmm. taught that. I didn't do business. Demand. School, so. Okay, it's, a, it's an easy concept. I'm, to, I'm not, I'm not going to confuse you guys. <laughs> so demand is only exist when there is willingness and ability to buy a product. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's willingness is always there. Yeah. If you go there and ask people how many of them want cars, yeah. Everyone would say but they the want. But the capacity to buy. But there's no ability. Yeah. So therefore, there's no demand for cars. So I think Saiton they were like um this is a very good place. So they used willingness to judge to to, to they mistook willingness for demand. Because no. people are willing to stay in Raqqa and all that, but they are not able to because affordability of real estate in Kenya is not so good. <laughs> Now, in this in con- as much as there's an influx or yeah. or So, in this conversation, I know this is a very lengthy conversation. <laughs> so, I throw back this to our listeners. Please tell us what you think about what the debate that these two gentlemen have been having here. Um on Twitter, our DM is open mm-hmm. at marketmap_ke on yeah. LinkedIn, um Kenya's market map on our website, the contact section kenyasmarketmap.com. Now, today as we said we have a new segment. sorry sorry just before you finish yeah i think the other question that i would have for the regulated products because <laughs> yeah. i'm looking at site on high yield fund yeah and yes it's a regulated product uh-huh. but it still says that 80% of the fund is going to go to real estate uh, to 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 real estate so the question is with the regulation what steps like what exactly because the the same risks exist mm-hmm. the same liquid uh, liquidity risk yeah. exists even with a structured fund but now what what exactly is the regulation what are they doing, doing? yeah what, what what how different is it from CHOS? yes yes that's what what's, yeah yeah i think what is the regulation adding is it adding more protection to the investor 
If so, yeah, how is it doing that? I think that's the responsibility of a regulation, yeah, to protect the investor, mm-hmm. especially in this case CMA. Yeah, so how are they doing that? By ensuring that the asset allocations are as stated to the investor. So is it just about asset allocation? There's nothing else? I think so, plus I think to make more. sure I think to make more. sure to make sure that you as the investor, you know so well that you know what, unless this products are sold, there's no money for you. So you get in knowing the risk. Because in that case, then the, the regulation does not help anything, because mm. the risk with 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 real estate still exists. But the but liquidity then, risk. But then, so unless. But those are market I factors. Think, I think CMA the regulator, does more. The regulator cannot do anything about it. CMA that. does more because if you look at the official reports that have been coming in from Saito, mm-hmm. is that these projects are these funds, especially like this one, High Yield, and mm-hmm. the other ones which are regulated, they're still doing well. They're still meeting their maturity yeah, dates yeah. and everything. So that's running well. Yeah. And I see that's courtesy of CMA mm-hmm. because they are the watchdog on that. On this other side, they can do whatever they want, whenever they want. Yeah, the question is how are they ensuring liquidity for this? How is CMA? Um, maybe this is something we'll, we might have to have a, another discussion with with the facts. We should, yeah. we should how, have the spotlight the numbers, on the 20%. Like exactly how are they doing to ensure the liquidity is met and performance is uh, ensured? Because my speculation would be even when you're coming to, to rank the different funds, um, in terms of um, like security wise yeah. i feel like maybe the site on hill the, the regulated products or the regulated products would have a higher ranking yeah. when it comes to uh, credit okay uh, yeah. yeah no when when you have to pay off then it's usually you pay off your debt holders and then the the usual the, the different ranks yeah. before eventually the shareholders are the ones who usually get whatever Remains. If anything is is left, so probably the high yield fund has a higher claim to the assets ah, compared okay. to the highest okay. yield. So okay. that that would be a speculation, but it's something that maybe you'd have to look at. Also, but another speculation would be like sort of something like um, for you to inv- this the the real estate allocation has to be in JV sort of joint ventures so that the exposure is not so dependent on to the on the market um, variables. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you mitigate risk in real estate. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So such so clauses, probably, maybe, mm. but because I haven't seen exactly how, yeah. if someone has invested in the site on high yield fund, how regulation will help me get my money when I want it. Mm. Yeah. When when something like if there's a CHYF like happens. the problem that CHYS guys oh, yes, yes, are having and the the pro, the CPN is it CPN yeah. site on project note yeah. Those investors, the same pro- because for them, it's they want their money, they're not able to get it. Yeah. Mm. So, I don't know what pro- what regulation CMA or what protection C- CMA is actually offering to these other guys. Now, now let's run away from that yes. conversation. Now, <laughs> so today's I said earlier, uh, we have a new segment, it's called uh, Stock of the Week, and today we are going to look at Diamond Trust Bank. So, Diamond Trust Bank started operations in Kenya in the year 1946. They first listed, uh, they listed on the Nairobi Securities Exchange in 1972 as at um, 8th of. Uh, October, that is on Friday, uh, their shares closed at 62 Kenya shillings or in that neighborhood. So DTB operates in four countries. They operate in Kenya, uh, of course, Uganda. They operate in Tanzania and Burundi. Now, it's important to note that Diamond Trust Bank is a member of, is affiliated to the 
uh, Aga Khan Development Network, which other companies are affiliated to it include Jubilee Insurance. We also have National Nation Media. Media. We also have Farmers Choice. We also have uh, Peptang and the likes. Aga Khan. Yeah. So hospitals. Sorry. It also emerged that um, that is this week that one of the business daily uh, ranked CEOs, you know, according to their stay, that the length of time they've spent in the companies. And we saw that um, the CEO of DTB, um, she has been there for 20 years, actually, and since 2001, and today we are in 2021. Now, the DTB shares have been have, have been not been performing well um over the years the worst performing kenyan bank yeah according to bloomberg that uh, so far up to um last month mm. um equity was the best performing bank and dtb was the worst performing bank also important to note is that dtb is a tier one bank so guys w- why do you think we are where we are because a dtb shares there was a time it used to trade at 250 you know 220 200 you know and now it has shared value up to Um, 60 60 62 and oh, if you look at the last four years they've lost a market cap of around th- of around uh, 36 billion so guys w- what do you think is happening Easter, you want to start how did mine okay um so i think again most of the, first of all dtb is at face value dtb is a very good bank the the customer relations the how it's portrayed outside there how it's put itself outside there it's it's a very good bank competitive you wouldn't in fact if you do a quick poll on twitter on the companies or enterprises not just not just banks if you if you take a, nar- a wider um, a wider what wider scope yeah. to find out which which company is doing good yeah dtb is, is among the best yeah, in terms of customers some service. of the customers of dtb um, yeah. some my parent is um uh, is one of the customers and DTB is actually good so they're served well yeah but now the problem now i think now comes to the management i could be wrong i hope i am because i don't it's it's very precarious to have your your company having a not so good management you understand yeah. so here's the company now um the, the the troubles it's facing for example last year you saw that when other banks is it last year or this year when other banks are reducing their NPL provisions DTB was increasing theirs. that is of course every bank last year most banks at least yeah. had issues had, had a lot of had made provisions for non performing loans the yeah. previous year bef- because of corona yeah. then when corona now reduced the effect people knew how to live with corona now they decided to reduce the NPLs most banks at least yeah DTB increased theirs by i think 20 something percent so mm. and that is attributed to the to its customers and the industries the customers are in. Yeah. So for example, if you look at DTB, the core customers, most of its customers per industry is re- uh, not real, uh, real estate, mm-hmm. tourism or, or or what um hospitality yeah. such. Mm-hmm. So mostly industries which did not rebound even with corona, um people learning to live with corona. Yeah. So who do you blame that on? really it's the it's the management because these are the people who sit on the board and decide that you know what this is how much you're going to diversify mm-hmm. this is the how much you're going to this is how much money in this how much of our loan book we are going to give to this industry and to this company and all that yeah and you know for me um just just let me interrupt you okay, no to add on to that yeah remember what happened to nakumat uh-huh. dtb was the one of the most exposed banks 
with Nakuma going down. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who had given Nakuma the most um, debt. So again, why is it that it's investing? It's it's investing its assets. That is the loan book. Yeah. It's its loan book is not so. It's not so what um, appealing because it's. It's many people when you how is it lipa ipa so very yeah so they they're not in a good position there's a lot of exposure in that yeah and uh, it's it's uh, not it's, it's let's just say the loan book is bad and who do you blame that on yeah management yeah I mean and and we saw a report from Deloitte that East African banks really need to be careful with how they assess they do assessment so that they decide whether to give you risk assessment that yeah is. risk oh. assessment and how much we give you and the likes. Um, but for people who own DTB shares, they are currently they are not happy people because DTB has always withheld earnings a lot. Yeah. So you find that sometimes they retain even 90% of their earnings, yeah. but then you don't see what they are doing with the money. Okay, because so it, where would, does it, it, go? Would, it would make sense for equity and KCB to withhold the earnings because you find that they have expansion plans yeah. with the buyer bank yeah. in, in yeah. DRC and the likes. But then for DTB, they're withholding the money, but you don't really see where the money is going. So that has really, you know, it's been a headache for, for investors on that front. But for me, I one thing that I see, this I've talked to a lot of industry players this week, you know, in preparation for just to understand better about DTB. And I've actually found that many people have that perception for of, of they perceive DTB in the same they, they they put it in the same box as you know an imperial bank mm, Dubai chase bank, bank and chase bank you know which which yeah. went down in quick succession in 2014 yeah. 15 and 16 yeah. so they have that perception that DTB looks so similar to caliber. this yeah. okay and so probably things might not be good and that is is attached to one thing and I, I don't really want to say this because I really have to choose my words very well. Mm-hmm. But for lack of a better word and we, we, without any malicious intent, many people, common people, view DTB as a Muindi bank. Yeah. I you looked know, at their board. You look at their board and they have 11 people. Not to say that board. it's bad, but it, it speaks. Yeah. It speaks. 11 people on their board and only two people are of African descent, for lack of a better word. The chairman and the finance okay. leader. Yeah. So yeah. the others are of Asian descent. Mm. So that's that's probably one of the reasons why investors have been having that perception that this is a Mwindi bank and it's now associated with with uh, Chase Bank and yeah. Imperial. What do you think, Kanye? Yeah, to be honest, when you mentioned that, actually, when you did mention that your parent has an account with yeah. DTB, I was actually surprised. <laughs> like, ah, okay, uh, is there DTB in Baringo? No, 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 no. There's no, there's no in Baringo. There's uh, in Eldoret, Nakuru. Yeah. Okay. People know where you guys are coming from. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen a uh, I haven't seen it a DTB. DTB. Yeah, I haven't seen it in our neck of the woods. Um <laughs> so I think it's a it's yeah, it's a perception thing which honestly I think for DTB to be more appealing yeah. um to a wider range of investors um I think it's something that they need to look at. Mm. Um it's something from a PR perspective. Diversity. They need to maybe hammer it home a little bit more <laughs> that you this is we are not a muhindi bank yeah mm, because perception is everything college sorry mm. for interrupting you because going back to equity bank you know equity bank became a commercial uh, bank i think in 2003 yeah okay and at that time you had 
Standard Chartered and Barclays having 55% of the profit market share in the banking sector. Mm-hmm. Okay? So but today equity is by far the most yeah. profitable bank because of perception. Equity perceived themselves as Amwananchi bank because mm-hmm. of and remember, like, I really remember the yeah. marketing that they used, yeah. the campaign that they mini used. Mini member. Member. Yeah. yeah, even Safaricom and the things like you know, Nikona Safari- you the yeah, Nikona Safaricom, yeah. even the models they use in the ads, mm-hmm. it it speaks to people. And yeah. you know, one yeah. important characteristic, the Safaricom, sorry, the yeah. Safaricom advert for Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually very cool. The, the one with, the one has with to have coffee. Yeah, the one with the whip, <laughs> as in it's it's very cool. Anyway, yeah. So going back, I was saying that some characteristics used to, to show that equity is really a monetary bank because yeah. at that time banks used to have this provision where you need to have a minimum balance and the like. Mm-hmm. Even, so it, even how you said, dress when you walk yeah, into a bank. Equity hall. came and said, okay, bring open an account. It's not a must. You have a minimum balance. Yeah. yeah. Then again, things like ATM card. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want an ATM card. Yes. You live with it as soon as yeah. you open your bank yeah. account. So mm-hmm. that kind of thing, the perception that, and then also the swiping, bank, the, the removing thing. transaction charges from from swiping. Yeah, mm. I think equity were among mm-hmm. the first people to also do that. Now you understand why why perception is more is very very important. Yeah, time. because yeah, yeah, even the when you when you raise that um, initially, I thought I was thinking, okay, yeah, we are talking about it being perceived as a Mohindi bank. Asian, yeah, yeah. Um, so an analyst would be like, well. Does that matter? Yeah. Yeah. Like for yeah. me as an analyst, like yeah. what am I supposed to look at? I'm supposed the to numbers. look at. Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers. The yeah. numbers are good. Um, are they though? Uh, like okay, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, like I'm just supposed to make a judgment yeah. based off the numbers yeah. I'm seeing. But I think such things, uh, and we've spoken to the rise of of uh, equity bank, especially um, how it does help. Uh, people grow mm. and it helps like when you look at the outlook for in a much bigger perspective yeah. uh if you are able to find a dtb <laughs> uh never seen a dtb advert just saying that you haven't been looking anyway oh me i've never uh, i don't remember seeing <laughs> one either <laughs> you, the, oh, you know where you've been seeing them no maybe okay, it's okay. a it's a customer no uh, no no we're not customers if you look at most 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 city clocks in nairobi mm-hmm. you'd, you'd find the dtb has advertised there the yeah 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 so yeah i think that's that's one the perception is one i didn't even thought about it coming mm. into this can you factor that when you're board? like for example doing a financial model as a finance person no because it's a qualitative yeah it's attribute. like it's like brand attribute it's an asset but you can't but you see but the way you can put a value on goodwill yeah i think it's something you can probably assess and see what's the perception and maybe look at um i don't know it's maybe compared to to the other tier one banks for instance with a similar um with a similar capital base and that like you can probably look at where are their bank branches located uh, uh, that kind of area you could just mm. figure a uh, factor it or put a value on it as a brand yeah but i'm trying mm. to because how you end up quantifying this mm. for me how would go about it would be like okay let me map out mm-hmm. um the locations the of, yeah. of of branches and atms yeah. uh, across the country yeah. Yeah. compare it to your peers yeah and then see the i would use the presence um but the presence is measured using digital at the moment as you speak yeah. <laughs> but i understand what you say yeah saying. that I is what, what yeah saying. me i'm not in, you guys, I'm not a bank but me, yeah as an analyst that's something uh-huh. i would think along those lines let yeah. me let me throw a span in the works mm-hmm. so um, do you think that 
things would improve if DTB did a share buyback program just like their affiliate company Nation Media Group. With what money? With debt? No, they retain the earnings yeah, that they, they retain. retain. They, they have good retained earnings. They yeah, yeah, retain a lot. a lot of yeah, which is what one of the biggest. Then why are we not seeing not, that on their equity? Don't retain as much. Just yeah, <laughs> hey, Bana, they just pay your, your investors. Let me get uh, that. So there's no need for a share buyback. I it won't work. I don't think so. Think because if you work. if you do a share buyback and you're still not retaining, you're still retaining a lot of your earnings. Um, and investors are wondering, okay, you're retaining these earnings, but where are they going to? Because yeah, the share price yeah. is not appreciating, mm. as you'd expect. Yeah, where where is this? Because that's I think the most the biggest questions I've 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 seen with guys who've invested in DTB. It's like, where's the retained earnings going to? They're not necessarily making aggressive plans of mm. expanding. Mm. Um, just that money is just seems to be just sitting evaporating. There. <laughs> not even sitting because you can see it in their balance sheet. Um, so yeah, so I don't think a share buyback would help work. anything. Uh, but I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at the um, at the graph of DTB, um, mm. as well as uh, I think there's the NSE 20, if not the NSE all. And it's important to know that DTB is actually in the NSE 20. Mm-hmm. Why? And so they are better banks. Is it represent? <laughs> is this that representative of the? Is it that representative of the banking sector? That your own bank chief. Yeah, so no, we have better at your energy. No, but it's a market cap. <laughs> is it a market cap? What determines the NSE 20? The I market think it's cap. more than just market cap. Anyway, so looking Should at that, the graph, <laughs> the graph of DTB and that and and that other one, it's actually it's actually in tandem. But then at around 2019, mm-hmm. it went apart. Well, this one for NSC was going up. The one for DTB was going down and down and down. And even so in, in fact, when it went down, what that means, up, what that means, still it, going down. it is it is weighing down the other components of this. Index absolutely, yeah, of course. <laughs> and by the way, um, I was looking at the the chart again. Mm-hmm. Now that you've introduced graphs, I was looking at the graph and the trend for coming from as high as you said two hundred and something, yeah, two hundred and fifty, as to as low as now it's at sixty something. Yeah, the graph sort of shows that it's getting to a resistant as resi- a point of resistance, mm-hmm. so it's bound to go up. So if you are to issue a a buy, sell, or hold recommendation. I don't know what you guys. I'm, I'm Kalia Kigan. What would you guys recommend? Yeah, that's what I was trying. Of course, to. please don't buy this. This is not. <laughs> this is not investor advice. No, yeah, just it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah. If if you're looking for financial advice, look for a registered and accredited financial advisor. Um, yes, yeah, I wish. Okay, when we were looking at the return, there was a chart that was done by Muango Capital, uh, um, where they were comparing the return on equity, equity yeah, price to and book the price to book yeah. versus the price to book ratio mm. for eight banks yeah, in Kenya yeah. and so basically are those the tier 1 banks are they uh, eight there were eight not uh, not all at tier bank tier 1 yeah because they were compared they compared Diamond Trust Bank NCBA INM INM Cop Bank Equity KCB Stan Chartabsa yeah. yeah i think most of the tier 1 is covered yeah um yeah and Mm, Damn old, yeah. Lo and behold, the DTB was lagging uh, considerably uh, <laughs> uh, because they have an uh, return on equity of around eight percent, which is still the lowest. reducing, and yeah. it is reducing. Yeah, and that it has been reducing. It's 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 more or less the lowest. And they are the only ones below ten percent. Yeah, they're the only one below below ten percent. 
um return on equity and then the the others are so cop and equity seem to have like very high yeah they i think 16% and above yeah uh, very high return on equity i have a question yeah we were wondering where the retained earnings go to mm-hmm. and the fact that the return on equity is coming down is mm-hmm. reducing yeah could it mean that the profits are sort of in the same level mm-hmm. or similar level but because the equity portion of the balance sheet is expanding that's why the return on equity is coming down because if what would that, that say if the equity uh, the uh, equity bit is expanding mm-hmm. then it's because of the retained earnings because yeah. they are not again or unless they ah there's a time they did a rights issue ah a, a, uh, a couple of times yeah a number of times actually i think 2014 that could be the well. factor Mm-hmm. add that to retained an example yeah yeah so actually yeah that is a, is a very plausible and a very logical explanation um yeah dub, eh? <laughs> yeah my coffee <laughs> oh let, let, let's 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 no don't clap when people would think i don't know these things man anyway. yeah but yeah so i think with that basically i think at this point um with the direction the 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 return on equity seems to be reducing year yeah, on year yeah. they don't seem to have um a good reason why they're not paying out uh divs as much compared yeah, someone was, is it mongo capital that was like this is a one way relationship that you're only coming to us when you need us yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of money because yeah, it's all coming back dtb was going to the investors for funds shareholders funds mm-hmm. and every is it four times consecutively yeah, yeah. in the past decade mm-hmm. and no single time did they ever issue anything to the shareholders in terms yeah. of a dividend mm-hmm. and so you're not getting dividends and you're also not getting capital appreciation in yeah. terms of the appreciation of your stock mm-hmm. yeah so must be sad man so i think being a shareholder when there. when we look at that yeah shareholders are very very hope <laughs> they have insh- very, health very, insurance uh, covers very very sad i think i was uh, i've talked to a couple no just there's a dtb shareholder i was having a chat with and he seems hesitant to pull his funds uh, or sell um, he's still hopeful in my opinion one, yeah. sh- one should not sell really yeah don't Why? you see some hope in it not some hope i think you've 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 it's it's what we called uh, it's normally called sunk cost principle mm-hmm. sunk cost fallacy yeah sunk cost, cost fallacy, fallacy. Mm. i mean it's man you've you've taken the beating from 250 so just just chill like <laughs> you've I taken the proper beating just kubali your losses yeah, cut them chill. and move yeah cut no, your don't, losses don't you see when you told when you tell an investor not to sell it's because you're seeing you're having some hope that you know what if you sell now you'll regret because most Call likely it, if you're then it will appreciate later then you'll sell it later i mean if 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 i came from 250 to 60 62 so you just let just it go just take me to zero right? because <laughs> I've, i've seen it all i've, I've yeah. seen it all uh, and you can yeah. imagine the opportunity cost lost all this time you're holding because you can imagine a firm like a company like safaricom like it's just been going up and yeah, equity, back, uh, equity yeah. KCB. and even now you can still like cut that 62 and maybe invest in equity exactly move it to equity um so essentially it's like we we are having equity as our favorite <laughs> and stock, and stock yeah, in a way yeah. actually i'd say i'd say one of the, i'd say one should leave particularly for one reason sell we're going into an electioneering year there'll be that curve then again in 2023 there'll be that upward moving rebound, curve yeah. a rebound mm-hmm. 
there's money to be made in the bows. Yeah, me I think me, in yeah, the yeah, bows. Because yeah. I, I was about to tell you that I was about to attack you that you're contradicting yourself. At one point you're like mm-hmm. don't sell and then now you're like sell. <laughs> me, I th- me I think but generally in the bows. So me I think next yeah. day would be a good time to buy to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially around July when things are really hot, <laughs> anticipation for yeah. election is just one month away. So I don't think I need investment, uh, uh, investment advisor certificate to or license to give to say this. Save your money, save up next year when the economic activity goes down. Put in your finances into the NSE, then look to exit like a year after when things have started rebounding. Yeah, I, I think okay, just a, a comment that I've for myself thinking uh. um and again i don't know how to put it in a way that doesn't seem <laughs> doesn't make me look like a douche um <laughs> but just again, say ashakum simatusi then you put all abuses uh again I, when you're talking about the perception uh-huh. of uh, dtb being a muhindi uh bank um again we're looking at um, when you look at imperial bank Wow. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see as in yeah. I'm saying that's why I was like, yo, I don't know how to put it in a way that we, yeah, so, so we look at Imperial Bank again which mm-hmm. had a lot of impropriety to the and there was a lot of impropriety. Yeah, and a lot of the point I'm I'm trying to go towards is like there was a lot of impropriety yeah. and what so we have Imperial, we have Nakumat. Um which also Yeah, just recently in as much as Barat was 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 cleared. Yeah. We've had WPP uh, scan group. Um these are three which it's a small. Why is Chase? But 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 um, Chase, but I'm 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 concerned about that. <laughs> I think they are now that that would be that would be a misrepresentation because we have of course that's the risk companies that are doing stellar, yeah. stellar work you know <laughs> bitcoin the likes yeah so yeah which have been doing well but i'm just saying i don't know like if you to look at some of the companies that have potted with people's monies <laughs> anyway we've and hit. now with these questions yeah. on retained earnings why is dividend payout not mm-hmm. as high as it should be yeah. yet we're not seeing where the money is going is it something that questions should be asked am i am i wrong for alluding i don't i don't i don't want a, a libel suit uh, on my desk uh, please uh, my name is Esther Fanning oh please <laughs> anyway we've, we've we've hit the two hour mark guys we need we need to wrap it up so um for me i've been your host for today Kigen Kiplimo uh, i have been Esther Fanning <laughs> And this gentleman oh, has been Dan Kalia. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time guys, stay safe. Cheers. Yeah, bye. Bye.